0: This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. And now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Brian
1: Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Great to have you. It is July 15th. Thanks for being here. I'm Jerem Jordan, alongside a man... Who like me is still trying to get that verified blue check mark on Twitter?
2: I don't know what's going on, man. What do we have to do to get verified?
1: I know the process, and I've failed a few times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you try So you, you try to get verified? I've
2: applied. Yeah. Oh, I don't have. You have okay. to
1: apply. Yes. Wait a minute. Hold on. Okay, hold on. De- what's up?
2: You have to apply. Yeah. Like okay. I know this. Okay. You have list. to do certain things. Okay.
1: And then Twitter will verify you or not. Um. KSL verified Dave McCann and Jason Shepard. David Nixon played in the NFL. They verified him, but Spencer, you, me, and Blaine are not verified
2: here. I played at Brigham.
1: Yes, you did. <laughs> Brigham's done
2: with you. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to verify. I, it, I don't know what to do. do you, I mean, what's like? I've asked is, our marketing team certain, to take another shot at. it. Is there certain criteria that yeah. we have to meet?
1: Like, it's not followers. Because oh, Courtney Courtney okay. Wayman just got verified from track. She has 1,000 followers, but she, like, has won a national championship. She's legit.
2: So if you win a I think a we just win,
1: need to win something, maybe. Okay. No, I don't know. Johnny Linehan got verified recently.
2: So there's the standard.
1: Love okay. you, Johnny. You know that.
2: Okay. Okay, hopefully we get that blue check. Mark. So you just got to run for first down. What ha- fourth and 20.
1: What happened? <laughs> <laughs> no one actually ran for first down in that situation. Uh yeah, perhaps. What happens first? We get a blue check mark, or BYU beats Utah. Hopefully, it's both in the next I two months. I would say we get a blue check mark. <laughs> I'm just playing. Here's your show lineup. What record could you tolerate if one of those wins was Utah? Ah, juicy. Former Cougar and NFL NFLer Brady Papinga brings his always opinion, uh, great opinions on the BYU defense. That question we just brought up about Utah. His exchange with Brady Quinn on Twitter was amazing. Brian Logan's preseason Swaggy Award watch list. This is the inaugural list. This has never happened before. This is a first. Uh, Brian's going to dish that out. And some NBA 2K custom covers featuring some
2: Cougs. Let's get some headlines in here, Brian. Let's get her done. Yesterday, Elijah Bryant and the Bucks tied up the series 2-2 to against the Suns with a 109-103 to 103 point game. Next game is Saturday, July 17th at 9 p.m. Eastern. In Arizona, and I just have to say this, man. If we, we, I said this the first time I came back, right? If you are a true diehard BYU fan, you have to root for the Bucks. Mm. You have to, unless you're a Suns fan already. Doesn't matter. Does Doesn't not matter. matter. <laughs> it does not. It it, does. No, it, no, it does uh, Look, look. You're a Suns fan already. If you, if you, you I would can't say, root I would say, I would say, if you are a member of the church, actually, no, you're a member of the church no. by default. You have to. All these Utah You have fans to are root. Like, you have to no. by by default. You root for the thing that is closest to you. So I would say Elijah Bryant. That's, that's the closest tie. Right? If you, you are to do if you yes you do. Yes you, hey, you church, don't have to do anything. Church over state. Church over your state. Church versus. State. <laughs> Women's volleyball schedule's
1: out and it's awesome. The season starts August 27th against Southern Utah. Other notable uh, games include Michigan State in town September 4th at Pitt on the 10th. Then hosting Utah on September 16th, and league play starts on September 23rd. Cougars return three All-Americans from a Conference Championship and Sweet 16 team, and add two All-Americans and return missionary Heather Nighting, and add three-time All-American opposite Kenzie Corber from Utah. That's what's up. This team's like elite a good to Final Four. So like, are you saying are gonna really gonna, good. you're saying we're going to really stinking. You're saying
2: we're going to win the Natty. We're it's gonna possible. We're going to win.
1: It really is possible. Let's go.
2: Keanu uh, Akina, David Timmons, Brock Goyan, and Max Bransley all advance to the round of 32 in match play at the Utah State Amateur. All four matches will be uh, underway, or currently underway um, right now. Currently, uh, Keanu Akina is, down, is one uh, down through four. David Timmons is down two is, is two down through four. Brock Goyan just teed off, and Max Bransley will tee off shortly.
1: You know who has uh, the best golf pictures for us? Randy Dotson. Always comes through. Fantastic. Sticking with golf, Carson Lundell named a Ping All-American honorable mention. Congratulations. Ping. He's the 80... 80- yeah, it's an onomatopoeia. Thank you. He is
2: the 82nd <laughs> Cougar to be named All-American program hit. Nice. BYU track and field signed four new athletes yesterday. Peyton Williams, Connor Saunders, Jake Orr, and Brandon Dahl join the Cougars this upcoming season. Okay, join a
1: great program that's uh, top 10 this year. Awesome. Great. All rise and shout. Time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending
0: on BYU Sports Nation.
1: Okay, obviously beating Utah is overdue. We all know the numbers. We don't need to repeat those right now. But the value of a win is certainly high. But how high? Let's quantify this. What record could you tolerate if one of those wins was Utah?
2: How many? How many games are on the schedule? Twelve, and then a bowl game if you win six. So I would say I would say one. Okay, one and eleven. You're that guy. Yep, one <laughs> and eleven. That's twelve, right? One carry 3 You're
1: one and that. <laughs> one, one,
2: <laughs> I, look, man, check us out. There, there is. You're okay losing to Adelante if you beat it. Yeah. Okay. I'm 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 okay with that and. I think if anybody truly, truly digs down and, and, and puts themselves in that situation and sit back and in ponder. What, in what situation? Of if, if, if losing every game but, when, but beating Utah, I think if they really, <laughs> truly sat down and thought about it, really thought about it, like really, 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 spent some time, some energy and effort, they would sit back and go, yep, oh, yeah, heck yeah. Because as I started to think more and more, when I first said one, I was like, they're going to think I'm crazy. And then I was like, well, actually.
1: I, I do think
2: you're crazy. I don't really care. You know what? And then I, and then I kept going. And I said, wait. So what if we were to win every game.
1: And lose to Utah. And
2: lose to Utah.
1: I would take that every single year for the rest of eternity. Mm-mm, mm-mm.
2: I, can't, I, I, can't, I would. Because
1: you, BYU would be a top 15 team and every I was, year.
2: I would say this. I would say this, man. Top 10. This answer, this answer definitely changes based off of the circumstances.
1: Yes. If there's no streak, if there's the desperation, is not as high. That's what I'm. you are hungry. That's
2: what I'm saying, man. It's like but I'm it, not that hungry. Look, look. You know what it is? <laughs> you know what it is? It, it's it's kind of like when you don't have a prom date and prom is tomorrow. Yep. And it's like you you got a problem. You, you like you yeah you you now you're like I'm are gonna you go.
1: Speaking from experience or just a uh, hypothetical? No, nah, just hypoth- oh, just, okay, just
2: hypothetical. Okay. Okay. Everybody can relate to this, right? I mean, and, and now it's like you're calling. The principal, the vice principal, can I bring my mom? Can I bring my sis? Are you available? You're, you're, are you available? Yeah, right. It's it's you're you're in no. desperation mode.
1: No, I'm you're not in
2: desperation mode, I'm not man. That desperate. You know why? Because you didn't take care of business when it was business time. You didn't take care of business accordingly, and now you are in desperation mode. And that's how I am right now. I'm desperate. I'm desperate for win. I'm so desperate. You can desperate. lose every single game, and you can lose every I single game by Utah. twenty. Don't care. As long as was BYU. Called. Beats Utah. I'm good, man. I'm not that
1: desperate. Uh, I'm hungry, but I'm not that hungry. I now don't
2: sleep on Idaho State. They're next.
1: Trevor, that's enough from you. Um, <laughs> that's a quote all the way back from 2013, which is just.
2: That's, that's. I would say that's top three quote on the show. It's pretty good.
1: Yeah. I, I don't want a losing season at all, ever. So I go six and six. Six and six is the minimum threshold I would tolerate if. One of those wins is Utah. L- listen, I love this game. When I moved to Utah from the Pacific Northwest when I was 11, the first home game I went to was 95 against Utah. I then went on a string outside of my mission all the way up to 2011 that I was at every game. And then, and then in 2012 when I was producing the pre- and post-game shows, I wasn't at the game. I was right, right, Provo. Right. I love this game. It's the biggest sporting event in the state every year. It's the biggest game on the schedule every year. It means a lot, but it doesn't mean everything. I valued the season more than I valued the game versus Utah. If you told me, yeah, BYU is going to beat Utah, I'm excited. But not at the cost of the whole season. Look, okay, tell okay? chase, out, chase out. Because BYU football and getting on the map and relevance is not determined by a singular game with a Pac-12 team that doesn't win that league. Although Utah's very good. Don't get me wrong. But they're not, they're not Oregon and they're not Washington and they're not SC in that league. They're not. It matters a lot, but it's not everything. So I, I go six and six and I'm really interested to hear what people have to okay, say. Okay,
2: okay, so I'll tell you this out. If the standard for, or, or where I would say this, what's the expectations for you in regards to, to the BYU having a winning season? Or I would say, there's happens every year. I would, I would say a season, this, this season coming up, where you saw progress, right? What, eight wins, A not... plus or bust? Okay, so now if BYU beats Utah and you you know, they win six games, would you would you consider that successful?
1: Uh no. I want A plus or Bust. So that's what I'm saying. But, but so, you beat Utah. That by, the season itself is different than the game.
2: Okay, that's that's the game
1: okay. the game to me does not define the season per se. I do understand that for a lot of people, including you. Um, and I used to be in that in that space. Did everyone enjoy last year? Yep. A resounding yes. This. All those, all those in favor, please make it manifest. Aye. Okay? Uh, be- because it was awesome. Was Utah on the schedule? And it was, no. Was it still enjoyable? Yes. Can there be a season where BYU BYU doesn't play or even doesn't beat Utah, but it's still awesome?
2: Uh, like yes. the last ten years.
1: It can still be awesome. Okay. But is it the awesomest? When you beat Utah, yes, yes. So it is yes. the most awesomest. How about we just combine those ever. two? Ever, but our question is sort of a yeah. What's what's the least amount of money you could live off and be happy? Look, look, <laughs> that, look. look.
2: Like, that's what we're asking. No, pre- pretty much, man. And, and it's funny because, like, like I just have this mindset, man. And I started this a couple years ago. It's like when, when it's rivalry week, like, I'm not eating. I'm not eating. I'm not drinking no red Kool Aid. I'm not eating no red starbursts. I'm running through red lights. You know, what I'm saying I'm not seeing no. I'm not seeing no reds. <laughs> That's illegal activity. I'm look, look, look! That. I'm not stopping at no stop signs. Like anything that has red be- on it, <laughs> I'm. I, I'm not doing it. I, it's, I mean, it's that big of a deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to that to that point, and and even so, like if, if my son. I, you know, I have a nine-year-old. Fiber. If I, if, if I see them with like a red Skittle, bam! I'm slapping out their hand. You know what I mean? Because it's like I don't want no type of red energy, you know, at all. I get it.
1: You don't have to tell me. I've been to like 15 of these. I know. I've been to dramatic wins at Rice Stadium, Rice Eccles Stadium. Like, I get it, dude. I've been on the field from Beck to Harleen and 09 and 07 and what. A, okay, okay, wait. I've also seen terrible other.
0: Here's, here's another question for you. Let me rephrase it. Let
2: me rephrase this. this. What if, if BYU went, you know, just won one game against Utah, loses everything else, but had a dramatic finish like a Beck or Harleen, or, you know.
1: That game would live on forever, but that season would suck. Like if you thought 2017 was bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Like, no. You know what? If, if Billy goes 1-11, heads are rolling. Like, no. No. What if we went in quadruple overtime? Nice. Nice. <laughs> what if a volcano erupted uh, right now? Um, what if? The next Marvel property, by the way, TV show. I'm very excited. About hmm. that. Just watched the Loki uh, season finale. <laughs> <laughs> Our question of the day. What record would you tolerate if one of those wins was against Utah? This is a very polarizing Uh, Conversation and I absolutely love it on July fifteenth. Let's hear from you and Voice of the Nation.
0: This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation
1: at CL underscore Living six and six. Utah win would erase at least three or four of those losses. (laughs) It is worth a few games. It really is. I like Like, that man. Like the, I mean, it's like in life. You're like, hey. I've done some things that are regrettable or bad. Like I want to offset those by a certain amount of good, right? Yeah. Right. So like a win versus Utah <laughs> is definitely worth worth a few other games, right? At J Royal uh, J underscore Royal O nine six wins with a bowl game. Want Utah to finish well enough in the top twenty five to where that loss is even more embarrassing Ooh. for them in the end. That listen, beggars can't be choosers. So like if Utah was zoned twelve and one of those wins, you know, you, you know BYU won that. Great, because the streak has been so long. But if one of those wins is against BYU, like when Boise State in 2019 didn't go to the New Year Six because one of their losses to BYU prevented them from that, if, there was some joy in Mudville oh, for if, the BYU Cougars.
2: 100%. Yes. And, and I, I like I this approach because not only do you beat the streak and you win, but it's almost like it's almost – oh, this is going really, to sound really bad. Don't judge me. Um, it's almost like kicking somebody when they're down. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're a rival, that's sort of what happens. Yeah, that sounds bad, but, I mean, it's Utah. So. I
1: want to point out 2012 as well. BYU beats Utah State, one of the two losses for Utah State, who played in this very defunct whack, uh, where it was pretty easy schedule. But Utah gets as high as 16th. If Utah beats Wisconsin or BYU, missed a field goal against Wisconsin, and a freshman Taysom Hill – uh, wins a six three game against Utah State. Utah State goes to a BCS yeah. game at the time, probably as yeah. an outsider. Sure. So that was another one where it was like, okay, we went eight and five, but you, but didn't, you, go but you that didn't go to the important thing. But did you go? It, it
2: did you go? Where did you go? Where'd you play? At? It yeah, exactly.
1: Continue to weigh in on this
2: polarizing
1: question on Facebook, Instagram, and
2: Twitter. <laughs> Coming up, who goes on your BYU hoops two thousand twenty two cup? It's two K. 2022. 2022. That's, that's, how you, that's how you say it. yeah, yeah, it's 2022. Brady Papinga <laughs> will join
1: us on the Utah game, the BYU defense, and his interaction with Brady Quinn on Twitter is pretty fun. This is BYU Sports Nation. One and BYU Sports
0: Nation is presented by The BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU
2: fans everywhere. Join us tomorrow for the BYU Football Top 100 plays from Beck to Harlane and to. The Mangum Miracle. Relive the best plays in BYU history. You can watch that on BYU TV or listen on BYU Radio.
1: We're live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Jerem Jordan alongside Brian Logan. I'm trying to remember how many Brian Logan plays uh, or involvement there is in this uh, top 100. I don't know that we had a single, like, you picked off a pass play, but, like, you involved, obviously, in a bunch of those.
2: Spencer, Spencer said... um if I would have played in Independence in the Independence era, I would have the number one play, which was against, really? against Utah. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you listen listened to that show, but uh, we could relive that I, moment right now. I didn't. When, I, when I'm gone, I'm out. No, it, so there, really,
1: was, there, really, was a, there was a you play. You think
2: you're going to be greater than the Hail Mary in 1980? Look, I'm just saying. That's I, ambitious. Look, 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 look I, that play that we discussed, I, that was on the last team that beat Utah. And true. even even like it's even I say this man the coaches, pretty much all the coaches except for Broncos said that that play single handedly turned the game around because after I made that play O'Neal Chambers returns the ball to like two three yard line and then Harvey comes in the next play and boom scored and this is what I told Spencer I said Spencer man this is why I knew it was real like like I had I had Utah fans like you know give me some really negative and mean. You know, hand gestures and, 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 and words and you're stuff n- like that.
1: And you're number one? Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah.
2: and yeah. Oh, yeah, I do yeah. remember.
1: Your play was number one. Uh, 101st. What's it going? Former NFL and uh, BYU <laughs> linebacker, defensive lineman, owner of Customized Fitness, Brady Papinga, joins the program here on BYU Sports Nation. Brady, great to have you back on the show, man. How you
3: doing? It's good to be here, guys. How you guys doing?
1: We are good. It's July, Brady, so we're throwing out the uh, the hypothetical, and I want to get your uh, opinion on this. What record would you tolerate if BYU, uh, one of those wins, was against Utah? What?
3: <laughs> what record would I tolerate, meaning, oh, my God. Like, if the so season mentioned- doesn't go well,
1: but one of the wins is Utah.
3: Oh, my gosh. I don't even <laughs> Process this. I've never, you know, when I've competed, I've never once had, uh, I hope I didn't lose you there, go to those. But I never once had, like, thought that about Utah. Like, my whole season is going to be either a success or a failure if we beat Utah. Yep. You know, I grew up (laughs) in the era where, you know, listen to this, guys. I grew up in the the era when Utah, when their scout came to, to recruit me in Evanston, Wyoming. He walks in with his Utah shirt on. He comes. He calls me out on the line in uh, in lunch. You know, and my head coach is so proud because we don't. There's not many Division One athletes that come through Athens and Wyoming. And I immediately go to the guy and I go, "You're wasting your time. I'm I'm going to BYU." And he looked at me so dejected, like I came all this way. I'm like, "Dude, Utah's. I don't. That's not even on my radar." So that's the mentality I come come to the you know with Utah. I, I don't. I get the, I mean, the rivalry's great and all that kind of stuff. The banter is unbelievable because you know everybody has bragging rights and I get it. We we, you know, we haven't beat Utah for so many years, but I just don't put so much stock in beating them. to Where I would say, it, t- like, whether you beat them or not dictates the success or failure of the season.
1: Yeah, we were talking about Brian felt strongly about. Hey, I'd be willing to go one in eleven. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I I value. It just depends what you value. If you value that game more than. Anything else or the season? Great. I I value this season uh, over Utah. Like if you said you lose to Utah for the rest of eternity, but BYU goes eleven and one every year, I'm like, sign me up, man. That would be incredible. So yeah. What?
3: Well, I'll say this. Let me let me say this. I get where you guys are coming from though because you're immersed with a bunch of Utah fans, and we all know Utah and BYU fans are the same. I'm not going to just say BYU fans are completely uh, you know free and clear of this kind of you know, behavior, but Utah fans are, you know, they can be very classless. And I mean, at the most inopportune times, I mean, you could be shopping minding your own business and somebody recognizes you as like a former BYU player or currently associated with the program. And they'll come up to you in the mall or something. and just start talking smack out of nowhere. And you're like, are you kidding me? Like, so I get where you guys are coming from. Where you'd like to like have those tables flipped. I get that, you know, being out here in California, I don't deal with that very much. But uh, it's kind of two different worlds, you know, because being there, you kind of want to shut up the Utah fans a little bit because they've been bugging you for the last decade.
1: I was in Tillamook, Oregon last week. Uh, I'm at the, you know, cheese and ice cream factory. It's awesome. I'm wearing a BYU hat, (laughs) and a kid comes up to me. He's probably, I don't know, like 20 or something. he goes, oh, BYU fan. I go, yeah. And he goes, go Utes. (laughs) <laughs> and I thought, I don't remember asking you
2: whether you were a Utah fan or not. Which is which is that this is the same thing with me, wow. man. And I actually started to flip the script a little bit. Like I was at the gym, I don't know, maybe two months ago, and I saw somebody with a, a Utah shirt on, and I walked up to him and I said and I pointed in his face and I said, I hope I'm like, where's my camera at? I said, I hope you guys lose every single game you this did? year. Oh come and, on, and man. He, and he was like, No, not every game, and I said, Every single game. He's like, You don't mean that and I said for your entire athletic department. Every sport. Brian, every sport, you're the new Max I, Hall. Look, check this out, man. I, like, it's to that point, man. Like, like when I played, because like, BYU was actually winning and competitive, I was just like, I'm just, I just want to beat you guys. I don't really care. Everything else is irrelevant. But now it's like, I hope you lose every game by like 50 points. That's, ex- That's how deep <laughs> it is. That's extreme, man. <laughs> That's how deep it is. I'm serious. It is.
1: We're talking to Brady Pepinga on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, so that's that's Utah. Let's talk about this team this season. Obviously, an amazing season last year. Schedule gets blown up, but BYU was ready and performed way above, I think, what we thought they would do. 11-1, and Zach Wilson's second pick, all these guys in the NFL. It was awesome. This schedule's not going to be that. Um, there's seven power fives on it. There's Boise State. But, Brady, it feels like among these power fives, there's some winnable games there where BYU's matched up and being equal to or better than Arizona and Virginia and dot, dot, dot. Although those will be competitive, maybe not Arizona. What do you think of this year's team against this year's schedule?
3: Well, I mean, there's a lot of question marks. I'll tell you the biggest challenge, and this is the biggest challenge, at least it's been in my career is how you deal with success. You know, and I think last year having such phenomenal season and you have the caveat of the coastal Carolina game where literally came together like two days before the game actually was played. Then you travel across the country With minimal preparation, I mean, it's pretty much like they went undefeated last year. Like, that's, you know, kind of the vibe. But then at the same time, the level of competition is, like you said, is nothing like this year. So I don't know where their minds are at in terms of are they thinking they're better than they really are based off of their season last year because their schedule was so soft. I get that they, you know, navigated it and they figured out a way to play it. Or do they have a chip? Because the way they're going to have success in this schedule is they have to have a chip on their shoulder. They have to play like nobody respects them. And like every single play, they're out there sending a message there to their opponent that not only are we just as good as a power five conference or a power five team, which BYU is a power five team. I don't care what anybody else says that we've been power five forever. Uh, since that stadium was built, 65,000, and BYU was a perennial top 10 team, tw- top 25 team, going to bowl games. know, the BYU I grew up being a big fan of. So it's never been a discussion to me whether to Power five or not. It's just other teams don't want to accept that. BYU is hated throughout the country by so many people. They, don't, they just don't like BYU. They find us to be very holier than thou, self-righteous. So the problems in it, when you look at BYU, when they've had issues – in the past and I, I experienced it is when they think they're better than they are. And they think just cause they're BYU, they can show up and win. When they've had success has been the other side of it to where they've showed up with a chip on their shoulder, wanting to prove something to somebody on a week in week out basis because they don't feel like they're being respected. They don't feel like they're given, you know, enough, uh, you know, credit for the successes they've had because everybody says, Oh, you played a soft schedule, all that kind of stuff. And they come out punching the face so that, to me, is really what's going to dictate the success of the season is where is the overall collective mentality of this team? You know, are they they riding high from last year thinking, oh, man, we're one of the nation's best teams. Look at that. We had a number two overall pick last year, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and that can happen very easily thinking, oh, we're so good. We're just going to show up and beat teams. And so that mindset's going to get you beat real quick. The other flip side of it is you're going to come in week in, week out with an edge and a sense of urgency to play ball and prove yourself. And if they do that, they're going to have a successful year. They're going to be right
2: in there. So Brady, I, I think for certain guys and individuals like, like me, I mean, it was very easy to go week in week out. Shoot. I would say every day, you know, with a chip under my shoulder. Also understanding that, you know, I had some challenges being five, six when the average corner uh, starting corner for, you know, a division one program is uh, six foot one. Um, so with, with, with what you're saying as far as them having that mentality, do you think that falls on, the coaching staff, or do you think that that has to be, uh, you know, that has to come from within each individual player?
3: Man, Brad, I love the way you play too. Because you, cause what you're saying is going to be the answer to your question. Because when you were there, you established an ownership of the mentality as a player. And people felt that. People felt that you played with an edge. People felt like you were out to have something to prove. Your teammates felt that. They came and they joined you. They jumped on you, your bandwagon, essentially. That's how every team is built. Because coach, coaches can get up there and they'll tell every team, like, this is the secret to success. The real question whether or not that actually is implemented comes down to does, does the team buy into that and do they practice and express that in the way they play? And is it done consistently? Because it can happen in one game and then all of a sudden you kind of lose that edge and the following week you get beat or whatever. But does it happen over the course of the season? Does it progress? So it has to be internally built. It has to be an ownership issue within the team. And that's why this year, because last year, I think Zach Wilson, you know, what was so phenomenal about that team was it was, he, I wouldn't say it's his team, but what he did in terms of, oh, wow, I'm in a competition now. I am going to prepare myself to compete at the highest level. I'm going to work with John Beck. I'm gonna, if I have to drive 12 hours each way over a weekend to do it, I'm going to do that. And then he comes back, and that's now starting to pay off. Other guys felt that. Um, that right there was the key to their success lesson. That's gone. You know, you have other guys that are, you know, saying, oh, I'm working with John Beck. but Who cares? It doesn't matter who you work with. It really matters that mentality of that edge that you carry yourself with, and is that now something that's shared with your teammates. So that's just the unknown that you never know. You know, Kelly, my younger brother, you know, he used to coach BYU now at Virginia. He used to talk about that. You know, you you'd go through training camp and you either be really optimistic or you wouldn't be, you know, that optimistic. You'd go into the first game and it would be like, wow, like I had no idea like what was going to happen. You know, and I think that's where we're at right now. Until that first game hits and that whistle blows, like we don't really know <laughs> what's going to happen with this team. But a lot of the, the, the topics and dynamics we're talking about though, will be on display and we'll be able to see if they're being practiced or not. But one is it's absolutely internal. It's an internal leadership issue.
2: I appreciate your kind words, man. You, I was literally blushing and flexing at the same time. So I, 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 I appreciate it. I was, I was turning a little purple. Appreciate your kind words. I saw you. are
3: one of my, you're one of my guys, man. I, I, there's, there's guys throughout BYU that I'd love to be teammates with. You were one of them. There's a bunch of other guys too. There's guys on this year's roster. Same, same thing. Like, you know, uh, we'll, we'll probably talk about it, but like Peyton Wilger, he's my kind of guy. Like if I built a linebacker room, he would be a guy that I'd like to have in there. So, uh, you know, there's some kindred spirits floating around at BYU. For surely, Brian, you were one of them, man. Definitely.
1: That's awesome. I love that. Let's talk about Peyton, uh, who's uh, part of an NIL deal with with you with uh, XPT and his training. Uh, he he posted the other day using some of your equipment. So, uh, what's what's the deal you have with Peyton, and how will that benefit him?
3: Yeah, well, we've had her so basically, I don't. Just the long story short is. From my experience playing football and training, I took that and came up with and developed a rack that embodies all my favorite elements of training, you know, and the two of my most favorite elements are first safety, and the second one is working in a way that most translates to the field of competition, and that means explosive. So if you look at, and I mean, I hate to go pure science geek on everybody here, but just real quick, bear with me, I'm not going to be too worried about the line is. 90% of the movements that are done in the weight room, and this goes for all programs throughout the country, are done in a way that you're decelerating the bar for the majority of the range of motion. So if you equate that translation, how it translates to the field, you're actually counter-training to how you'll play. And that's, like I said, that's just a common practice. And so not until you let that bar go and that bar has something that catches it for you are you fully training like you're going to play, Okay. That's the rack that I developed. It was ended. Up, it named we named it the XBT called the Extreme Power Trainer. Uh, the track team actually purchased a unit a couple of years ago, and they use it for their throwers. And so when this NIL deal came to be, you know, I I always had Peyton in the back of my mind. I'd been talking to him just because, you know, maybe it's because he's wearing the forty nine. I don't know, but I like <laughs> the way he plays. Like, a, you know, if uh, and there's guys like that throughout BYU that I look at and I'm like, that's my kind of guy. Tough, gritty goes gets his job done, plays a swagger, goes out there, plays on a week-in, week-out basis with that, you know, urgency. And so I thought, you know, this would be a great opportunity to partner together to where he can help promote it, but then also, you know, I can help him out because, like I said, this is able to train in an area, and you're going to see it with him now, that uh, has been untrained for many football players. And, uh, you know, he's already starting to feel immediately because it is new. Uh, you know, some benefits of it. And so it's, it's, you know, a, uh, it's a partnership and, and I'm, I'm looking for other guys too, you know, that fit the same mold as Peyton to where they're, they're hard workers and they're going to train, they're going to take it serious, you know, and they're going to obviously represent the brand as we, uh, as we like it to be represented.
1: He's a great football player. He's going to be an NFL draft pick. just a matter of where. And he's a good dude off the field as well. So you picked a fantastic guy to start with. Brady, we Brady. always appreciate the time, man. We love your opinion. We love your insight. Thanks for uh, spending a couple minutes with us.
3: My pleasure, guys. Have a great day.
1: You too. Brady Papinga here on BYU Sports Nation. Man, man you, you need to go back and save this i'm about to Video? say for you
2: i need look i need you feeling down ever you just play that back I, look i need i need our marketing team to you know cut this up it'll be on youtube um i need to look look i need to, I need to cut this up in multiple different versions i need to put it on instagram maybe remix with it with music I need, you could warm up i need to. i need some still shots i need everything man I, I i would like it all please and you're right whenever i need my head to be bigger than it already is I'm going to just go ahead and play that. It
1: barely fit through the door. On the way out, it's going to be tough. You, you we have to have th- to open the big doors. Look,
2: here. look, you see how to turn in sideways, right? <laughs> in, in <the> step up. <laughs> Coming up, who's making my list for the swaggiest and most productive player for this year? I can't wait. And who goes on your BYU Hoops
1: 2K22 cover? Or 2022, as Brian calls it. We've got a few ideas. This is BYU Sports Nation. 20. This portion of BYU
0: Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management.
1: Hey, Swag Daddy, 286 yards, five touchdowns, both uh, records. One, one broke, one tied against Toledo 2016. That was a great night. That was a great night. Brian Logan was there. I was there. It was awesome. He is Brian. I am Jerem. This is not Lavelle Edwards Stadium. This is Studio B, where Jamal Williams has been many times. And this is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. Whoops! <laughs> <Google it. laughs> the Google Brown presented by visible supply chain Management, tackling America's most challenging
2: shipping problems. Let's go. BYU wide receiver Puka Nakua is named to the 24-7 sports all-transfer team. Yep. How much pressure is on Nakua to produce this year? There's
1: some pressure. He didn't come to not play or not catch a ton of balls. I, I do think he has a great shot at being BYU's receiving leader this year. Yeah. He or Gunnar Romney. I do think Puka is just really stinking good. Think about it. Four-star guy, Gunnar, four-star guy. When does BYU have multiple four-star guys in the receiving court? Chase Roberts was a three-star, maybe four-star from somebody. um, And he's going to be like the sixth or seventh option. Neil Powell, Samson Nakua, Isaac Rex, Dallin Hooker. Loaded in the receivers and tight
2: ends. I I would say there's pressure, man. It's good pressure. It's it's, it's good pressure, exactly. I I think you could say pressure or expectations. And I think us as, as fans and analysts, we expect great things.
1: Yes, Power Five transfer from Warham. Who's in Nakua? Yeah, we expect you the to hype, be good.
2: The hype, the clout, like all that comes with with it, with it, man. I expect more from Puka than Sampson, though. Even though
1: Sampson's a senior, by the way. I agree with you. I think both will be good. I think Puka will be a, a little more volume there. Pitt quarterback Kenny Pickett's first NIL deal is with a restaurant and includes a free meal each week for his offensive line. Did Pickett just set the standard for all college quarterbacks? He changed,
2: man. He changed the game <laughs> with that one. Like. That, and that's got, I mean, it's good. I like what he did. I, I love the fact that he's like, you know what? These, these are my boys right here. These are my guys. If they aren't successful, I'm not gonna be successful. So let me put them first, and then ultimately I'll be able to hit my goals. Now, what that has done for the rest of the quarterbacks in college football, whew, man, I mean, it, it's like if I'm an offensive lineman and I see this, and my quarterback doesn't do this, I'm going to start thinking, like, hmm. Okay, for hmm.
1: BYU specifically, let's think about it. Hmm. Because the starter's not been named, I think that it's harder for whoever that guy will be to get NLI deals right now. If Jaron Hall was named the starter today, he'd be able to ink a ton of NIL you're, deals. You're, actually, you're right. It's, this relationship's kind of I interesting did, right now. I, I, I
2: didn't even think about yeah. that. That's really that's an interesting point. In I'm one, hoping that Bernadette? more of what I say is an interesting <laughs> point here. <laughs> Maybe, maybe so. We'll see. Uh, Luka Doncic and Candace Parker are on the are the cover athletes for the NBA 20... two two thousand and twenty two game. Who would you put on the cover of BYU Hoops? I would think Alex Barcelo would be the guys,
1: the face of the program, right? But hey, yeah. Caleb Loner. I would put Shayla Gonzalez on the women's side. She's uh, extremely marketable, hundreds of thousands of social media followers. So yeah, I
2: like I Good like, Barce- like Barcelo as well. Yeah. I, I, you know, stuff like this, man. To me, it, it's all about the popularity. Oh, look at these custom hype, you know custom know I mean? uh, covers. Those, that's a nice one. Look, a fun fun one. I think we talked. We may have talked about this. 2010. Yep. I was on the back cover Get of. Of NCAA college football. NCAA college football. And I was oh, yeah. getting juked by somebody. Um, like, what team? CC, uh, TCU. TCU? Yep. There was a lot of juking going and I, on And you know what? I, I, at first it was cool and everything, and it was it was fun. But then when we got to that game in 2010, it actually happened to me. <laughs> I juked really bad. It was like one of those. After 09. It was like one of those like, woo, Jeremy Curley. That's what it was. Jeremy Curley was quick. Man, oh, look, man. it was one of those, ooh, and it wasn't yeah, like you got ood like by the crowd. And it wasn't like those was, ooh. It was like a, ooh. Twenty ten was at
1: Amon uh, G Carter Stadium. So yeah, yeah, yeah they, that every, was a tough day. Everything yeah, that yeah, it was. It was. It was very tough. Mm-hmm. Little did you know you'd be on the cover, <laughs> the back cover. Which BYU Cougar does the best at repping the Y as a pro?
2: I gotta say Jamal, man. We're talking talking apparel here. I would say Jamal.
1: I agree. When you have a hoodie with Cosmo's face on it, that's pretty good. You know, you know what? I think, I think, I think Oh with, yeah, it's a onesie. That's Even a onesie. Even better.
2: That is. That is. Oh man. That's that's hilarious. That's awesome. I think. I think with Jamal, when you look at really representing um, anything, any type of brand, organization, whatever, you could tell he he truly loves BYU. Yep. And it's not like like when when you see certain celebrities. You know that are sponsored, and they go and wear it. It's it's really not hot or cold, meaning you're indifferent about it, right? It's just like oh, he's wearing it. But then when beat when when Jamal wears it, though, it's like it's something oof. else. It's like There's like a little even, more there. even 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 I'm getting goosebumps. Even even fans or just college. I would say college football, NFL, whatever When they see Jamal, they're not even invested in BYU Maybe know nothing about BYU They go, okay, yeah, that's that one kid wearing the Brigham gear mm-hmm. And he
1: wore that on NFL Network, by the way It wasn't like on BYUSN uh, Elijah Bryant wore a Cougars uh, hoodie at some point You know, recently in the playoffs Maybe it was before Game 4, I'm not sure Okay, that's awesome What's coming up?
2: Who gets a rise and shouts?
1: It's and ball. it's the day de- there you go. And it's the debut of the inaugural Brian Logan Swaggy Award watch list. Swag and production. Who's gonna win this at the end of the year? This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: BYU Sports Nation is
2: presented by the BYU store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The newest Deep Blue podcast is out featuring Lee Kamart. Does he still play? How he came to Provo in the first place, his European career, and coaching with BYU men and women's basketball teams. Listen on the BYU Radio app or where podcasts are found.
1: Yeah, we got some great guests, uh, you know, already in the, on the pod, and then there'll be some more in the next couple weeks. So check it out. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, live from Studio B, starting uh, Monday. The National College Football Award Association watch list will come out, but and Maxwell are first up, and then boom, boom, boom for like two or three weeks, we get these watch lists, which fill our July and early August, right? Mm-hmm. So, in the spirit of that, we are we have created the inaugural Brian Logan Swaggy Award watch list, which the criteria is swag and production. So, who is
2: on this watch list for BYU, Brian? Uh, so, the first person I, w- I would say uh, would be Puka, mm. Um I remember this is when he was he was training in high school with Ross Apo. and I remember Ross was talking smack to me, you know, uh, on the field, and he was like, "I'll I'll line him up, and, and we'll bet for money that he'll beat you off the line of scrimmage." And I remember, you know, I was in slippers and everything. I was like, "Nah, he, I'm grown man, and he's little kid." And he You're came in slippers. I was in slippers. And he okay. came he came up to the line of scrimmage with so much and this, mind, he's in high school right came up to that line of scrimmage with so much confidence. I was like, "Hold on, wait a minute let me rethink <laughs> let me rethink this here real fast, but when you look at, at at what he did you know last year um or at Washington, when you look at the hype when you look at I would say just the how he carries himself it's it's a it's a confidence and I think that's really what swag to me is, is. is a confidence. It's not necessarily like, oh, I'm wearing this or I'm doing that or style or whatever. It's just the confidence um, that you have in yourself, right? You, you, you're centered and, and you know who you are. And so he would be first person. Um, I but would you say you
1: already got but you do have to produce.
2: You, but you if, do have if, exactly. If you don't produce, you probably aren't confident anyway. Yeah, 100%. 100%, man. And and I think that the, the so the next person when you when you talk about producing, um I like I like Tyler Algier. Uh I and he he has like a smooth swag. You mm. know, where it's like it it may not be like a Jamal where after he, you know, scores or or, you know, uh makes a play, he's going to get up and and celebrate kind of crazy. It's it's going to be more just smooth, you know what I mean? Um, uh, so I, I like Tyler. Um I think he has a lot of hype as well coming in yep. into, into this season being ranked. Um, the next person I like is Chaz Au. look, look, check this out, man. I like, I like just listening to him in his interviews. Like, he's that laid back. So I, I would say, I would say he has that laid back swag. You know, still confidence, but it's like I'm more chill. Um, and what, what I, what I, what I like, or I would say most excited for is him being healthy. Right, yes, Be- being the gone, most healthy.
1: He's gone through a lot off the field. And I,
2: and I didn't know that, right? And so he's always been somebody on my radar who I, I like to watch, especially you know, as a defensive player. And to find out that he has not been 100%, I'm like, oh, man. What's, what, what's going to happen, right? As a freshman in 2019, he had some really nice plays.
1: The greatest play from Chaz Ayu so far was BYU is playing Toledo. And in a late in that game... He gets uh, a he forces a fumble mm-hmm. and he he rips it out. Here it is. He rips it out of the ball carries arms and takes it away in one motion. Uh, just incredible. Chaz is a fantastic player. Of course, his interception against South Florida. He is going to be a hybrid. Diane Gonwoloku, Zane Anderson, like mm. guy where he he's a backer safety ish. He's playing strong safety this year. I'm stoked about.
2: And, it. and 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 when you play defense and you're in a position to um you know be kind of this this utility type of guy, you gotta bring the hype and the and, and the excitement and the swag from the celebration standpoint with you. And that's what he does. Because if the if the team is down, going back to t- see. I'm so happy I could bring this right back when you cut me off earlier. 2009. <laughs> 2009 when I made that play and I started jumping up and down. Yeah, it's the play, but it's what you do after as well. It's like, man, you just made a play and you got everybody juiced. The crowd is juiced. Okay, I'm juiced now. I feel like, like your electricity, I feel, has now come to me. Let me go make a play. And, and so with the defensive players, that's what you need, man. You, you got to have that because one play can beat Utah. Remember that. Next person I have is Jaron Hall. Obviously, you know this. This is somebody I, I think has a, a mixture of the the calm swag, um, the laid back swag, and I would say um, the smooth swag as well. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's kind of all three of those things. And I think as a quarterback, you want you want those things. Um, being able to be calm and confident, right? Not not being too high, being too low. Uh, but then also when you make a play, being able to to you know. Talk your smack, so to, sp- so to speak, and get everybody else you know, rallying behind you.
1: Jaron is extremely uh, focused. Yes. He's a dude that, like, he's very businesslike. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be the life of the party guy per se. He wants to get the job done. And as the quarterback... That's what I want from you. I want you to be just crazy prepared and dial in and leader like. Right? If there's anyone who has the least amount of chill, I kind of want the quarterback to be that guy. Oh, 100%. you know what I mean. The wide 100%. receivers are the guys that are going to be the life of the party, and the DBs, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't really like to compare DBs to receivers because, like, like receivers, receivers. I made an
1: offensive comparison.
2: Uh, well, I'm just gonna, I apologize I mean, let me just break it down for a second. Uh, being receivers, accurate, receivers are are like. We would consider them the pretty boys. Yeah. Or, or, or I, I, no, no, no. I Pre, I'll say, prima I'll say prima donnas. I say prima. I understand. Prima yep. donnas. They're like ah the sports cars. I don't want to get my hands dirty. Ah, uh, uh. and I would say DBs are more like the the pretty boys, the swag. You know, like like we got the swag, but we still will get our hands dirty. You know what I mean?
1: Is that a quote from Dennis Pedder?
2: That exactly was. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the, the last, I would say, uh, D'Angelo Mendel. Ooh, I like it. Look, man, I I fell I fell in love with him. I, this is maybe a couple years ago. BYU was was down by a lot, and he makes a play on, on a ball and receiver pass break. And He gets up and he gets in the receiver's face and is talking smack. And the receiver points at the scoreboard, right? Like you know, like dude, calm down. And he's like, he's still walking in his face, in his face, like no, I I don't care about the score. It's between me and you. And that's what you want to have with the DB right in a corner. You want to have that type of swag. And and so D'Angelo, you know Mandel. Thank you for bringing that type of attitude.
1: Puka Nakua, Tyler Algier, Chaz Ayu, Jaren Hall, D'Angelo Mandel on the inaugural Brian Logan Swaggy Award Watch List. (laughs) We will pay this off later in the season.
2: Yes, sir. Coming up, the elite voice of Mitch Matthews.
1: And how about watching Rudy at LaBelle Edwards Stadium last night? We'll tell you about it. This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America Credit Union,
2: guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation, always on demand. via the free BYU TV and BYU radio. I like how you said free. Um, or you can download the podcast; that's also free. Yeah. Uh, just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show.
1: Okay, we've got a uh, piece of news with BYU men's basketball. We got to get to in a second about a matchup in the Diamond Head Classic. We know the opponent, but first, let's pay some bills. Uh, our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, on the question: What record would you tolerate if one of those wins was against Utah at Zone Two Ironman One and Eleven? Brian, was that you? It would be doubly awesome to beat Utah with the worst BYU team in a century <laughs> <laughs> if BYU is One and Eleven. Okay. A note, and this is a great point from uh, Greg Welchett, our director BYU. It's not fair that this season basically counts for four years, and reality is that if we miss this year, it'll be at least 15 years between wins, but them's the breaks. BYU does not play Utah in 22 or 23 and did not last year. Florida is going to play uh, Utah, and that spot occupies that for Utah. BYU agreed to do that, whether they like it or not. They did it, right? Right. This game, this year's worth four years. It's worth last year, and it's worth 22 and 23. No, it's just worth this year. No, 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 it's worth four years. That takes the stakes up quite a bit. It's, I didn't
2: realize that until this moment. It's the super. This is the Super Bowl, man. This is the. This is the game. This is the look. Look, takes out, man. We we need to do some some fasting, some prayer praying. We're doing that. All I'm saying, is – Austin Collie, look, y'all, be, right y'all better look look, 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 y'all better win this game, man. That's all. That's all You're I, I have to, to say. Talking to the team. I'm talking to everybody in that locker room right now. Yeah. Well, they do, have, they do have a lot of TVs in it the, 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 the next opportunity that these guys will have. Think about some of the, the seniors, too, right? Yep. Well, if you're a freshman or sophomore, yeah. this might be your only chance. Only chance. Okay, yeah. today's
1: Rise and Shout-outs presented by Mountain America. <laughs> Shout-out to our guy, Kelly O'Reilly, who invited uh, Spencer and I to uh, join his family at Lavella Edwards Stadium last night. I had a great time, uh, some dinners, uh, some uh, catch with the fam and, and his fam and hanging out at the Edwards Stadium. We watched Rudy on the field. Now, the video boards aren't done, so they set up a uh, screen down there. My daughter had never seen Rudy. We started watching it. We had to go. It was like 10 o'clock. Nice. And, uh, you know, we're like an hour into it. Cosmo was there. It was awesome, man. That was cool. super fun. That's cool. It
2: was we, super fun. This, we should have some more opportunities like that.
1: He paid for an experience uh, through the All-In, all-in campaign. Oh, That's how he got it. So it wasn't okay. just like, yeah, come on over. It was, it was paid for. Do you want to mention, so BYU will play South Florida in the first round of the Diamond Head Classic December 22nd, as reported by John Rothstein. So we know that matchup. Other uh, notable teams in that tournament are uh, Stanford and Vanderbilt, Hawaii, obviously. Northern Iowa a pretty good team out of that. So, that is a CTE coming up in December. Our thanks to uh, today's guest, Brady Papinga. Uh,
2: Dennis, I'm going to try to get you on next time and um, do whatever i got to do to help you out. I said CTE.
1: I meant M-T. Uh <laughs> Sorry to Dennis pit We ran out of time. Maybe I have C T. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook, of course, for Brian M. Jim. Shout out to Corby Easton, your old teammate. He was awesome. See you tomorrow for BYU Football Top 100 Plays. How many Brian Logan plays are there? Watch to find out. Go Cougs!